Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of 8 Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who have read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Eight Minutes to Ageless is what we're talking about, the book and the contents. And today I want to talk a little bit about the world that I live in, the myths that get promoted, the things that I hear, and moreover, why we tend as a culture to jump to high-tech solutions for our pain and miss the very basics. Now, we're talking about aging well, and that often means getting out of pain. Because in actual fact, when you see two people on the street, let's say you are going to need to grab a train. You're not sure exactly where the train station is in the city. You're running a little bit late. You know you're close to where you need to go, and then there's two people standing near the crosswalk, and they're dressed about the same. They look to be about the same age, you know, and they're both accessible because they're waiting across the street to ask the question, hey, where's the train station? Now, you notice one is slightly bent over, and the other is not, and time is an issue, so you have to ask quickly, who will you ask? Are you going to ask the, the closest one to you? Are you going to ask the one who's straightest up and down? Well, we don't talk about this very much. We don't put words to it. But instinctively, you'll be drawn to the person who's standing straighter, who's standing taller. And the question is always why. When I leave people the time to answer this question, often they get it, but a lot of times they don't. But instinctively what happens is, you know when someone's standing taller, standing straighter, they are more likely to hear you better, they are more likely to see you better, they are more likely to know where they are in time and space because they're looking around and not at the ground, and they're more likely to maybe be even a little bit sharper cognitively. Now what am I referring to here? Am I saying that people who with bad posture aren't, aren't smart? No, I'm not. But there is something in, in, in the literature that's starting to come out, and it is a new form of dementia. We call it digital dementia. And digital is referencing the trend with everybody married to their phone, so your head is down and you're looking at that phone and your head essentially is forward of your body. Now, 18-year-olds are getting that posture, and they have done studies to look at the effectiveness of their brain function and found that they're cognitively not as quick and responsive with their heads forward of the spine that they control. 
Now, if you look at that person's great-grandfather, who now has also a similar posture, not from cell phones, but from the fact that he has lost the fight with gravity, and his head is slouching forward, and he is going to have a heck of a time standing straight without some substantial effort. This digital dementia is what you kind of sense as a human being when you approach people. You expect them to be more capable of responding quickly and correctly the more erect they are. And you will also expect people to be in less pain the more erect they are. And you will always expect people to be a little younger the more erect they are. Now, while most of us didn't listen necessarily all the time to our mother or perhaps father who said stand up straight, but they knew what they were talking about. They just didn't, they just didn't know why. And I know after working with, with, with patients of all ages for all these years that people can win the fight with gravity if they elect to, particularly if they're doing it on purpose, then it's really spectacular. But if you don't know this information that I'm going to be sharing, you didn't know that losing your posture was such a big deal. But it is. What have I heard over the years? Kelly, aging is not for sissies. If I were you, Kelly, I would never get older. It's really a you-know-what to get old. You're going to hate it. And wait till you're 60. No, wait till you're 70. Oh, 80 is really, really horrible. Now listen, I'm not saying that aging isn't, doesn't require more effort from us. I do believe it does. I do believe that, as I say in the first line of my book, you're not a self-cleaning oven. You need some work. You need to do a little bit of work every day. It doesn't have to be an hour, but it has to be a little bit of work every day so that you still have the right to stand erect. You still have the right to turn your head to the left while driving and see an oncoming car. You absolutely have the right to squat, to squat down and to stand up without the assistance of a chair or a bed, without making a grunting noise, without leaning to one side and grabbing one part of your body so you, you don't hurt yourself even more when you stand up. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to own chairs, of course, but the countries over the years that didn't use chairs have fared far better than we have because these people can squat. Years ago, I traveled to Cambodia with a medical friend of mine to assist with, with supporting him during surgeries in this third world country because when these people broke their legs, they couldn't squat. And you can't squat you're in a lot of trouble in a third world country. Number one, it'd be difficult to go to the bathroom. But number two, often squatting in the fields is rough. And number three, furniture is not nearly as abundant as you, as we have here in this country. So squatting is absolutely a right. And when I have patients come in and I say, show me how you squat, and they look at me like, well, I don't, you know, I don't really squat anymore. I say, why? What what happened? Well, it, I guess it just started to hurt, and so I just stopped. And that's exactly what they did. They just stopped squatting. Instead of maybe figuring out why it hurt or getting treatment, going to a massage therapist, and 
chiropractor, physical therapist, an osteopath, an acupuncturist, they just said, no, no, I'll be fine. I don't really need to squat. But you do. Because here is the fundamental definition of aging. Aging, if there's an equation, is that cumulative loss of range of motion of any and all joints in the body. So let's say you can't bend your index finger completely. Well, that's a big deal because you're going to be finding new and creative ways to pick things up and open things up, and you're going to use your hand and your wrist differently. You're going to use your hand and wrist differently in ways it was not designed to do. And when you move your body in ways it is not designed to do, that's when you start to break down joint surfaces, and that we'll talk a lot about is the beginning of the development of arthritis. And that's what we definitely want to stay away from, osteoarthritis. It limits our functional range of motion. So when you can't squat, that's one thing. It's even worse when you can't get up off the floor. You have to be able to get up off the floor in order to be safe. I have a patient that refused to learn how to get up off the floor, and when he came in to see me one day, he said he had a bad day the day before because he had fallen, tripped on the sidewalk a distance from his home, and there was really nobody around. There were no trees, there were no benches, there were no stairs. And he had to scoot himself down the street for about 10 minutes on his rear until somebody came along and helped him up. So that's a person that is not aging well. So these are the things that break my heart, that when you can't bend or rotate or squat or reach up, get off the floor, you are moving towards a much quicker aging phenomena than if you were to do the things that kept you erect. And when you do get stiff and you do ignore yourself, and then you go to a doctor who sees that you're stiff and you hear, well, you know, you're just getting older. And because you respect them, you believe them. And then you think that stiffness is just something you can't avoid. What I'm here to say is that's simply not true. Now, what is true, it will not change overnight. But what is also true is it can change over time. So for me, my impetus to write this book was sometimes I would leave the treatment room and just want to scream because these people had foregone taking care of themselves and stretching and using the entirety of the body for so many years. They could barely do anything except sit down, stand up, and lay down. And even with that, with a little bit of grunting. So my point here is that your body is extremely intelligent. And if we do the right thing day after day, day after day, day after day, that intelligence will allow you to slowly get more and more movement. About three months ago, I had this very fit woman come into my office, and I was surprised that she couldn't squat. And she said, well, you know, I had some knee pain, so it scared me to squat. And I said, well, likely you were probably squatting wrong and putting stress on your knee in a way that's hard on any knee, no matter the age. So I sent her down the hall to my movement specialist, and lo and behold, when she was squatting, she had um, a position where it really did stress the patella, that kneecap, and the tendon that ran over it, which is your quadriceps. It really stressed it, and it was already swollen a little bit, so it, it hurt. 
but she was able to learn how to squat and not have any pain as she changed her movement pattern. So this podcast is to teach you about movement patterns. You all think you know how to sit and, and to walk and to sit and to bend and to lift. But sadly, you have taken on some patterns that are culturally common, but not culturally correct. So after two months, about six weeks, I think it was, of her doing my stretches, learning how to stretch properly, she came in very excited to show me how she, too, could squat to the ground and stand and stand straight up. And that was a great feeling because she had so much more confidence in herself, number one, and she had less pain, number two. And she was able to do what she wanted to do in life, number three. And I say this, while I am not afraid of dying, I think death is a pretty fabulous thing. And that may sound like a strange remark, but I've always really felt that dying is a a beautiful transition most of the time, if you can see it that way. So I'm not afraid of dying, but I am afraid of living 10, 15, 20 plus years in a body that is not moving me through and around the planet, the speed and the grace with which I want. I am afraid of living in a body where my vision and my hearing and my posture are negatively impacted because I had started to fall forward of myself and my head is constantly forward. I don't want to lose my mind and I don't want to lose my ability to use any of these appendages or rotate this fabulous spine or get that neck back to where it belongs. And again, that is the intent of this podcast. So our next podcast, we're going to be starting to talk a little bit about the possibility and some of the patients I see and things they can do, and to give you that impetus to to move forward. So again, if you haven't purchased the book, there's a lot of great pictures. I think there's over 111 illustrations in the book. And again, the book itself, 8minutesageless.com, that website is a website that supports the book and has lots of videos on it for the chapters, but it's you don't get as much value of the videos unless you've actually read the book. Again, at the end of this show, at the end of the podcast in the future, there will be a video. And this time I'm putting one in, the sit-to-stand test. And this is not to make you feel sad or mad. It's about to just see how capable you are. So the sit-to-stand test is a video where you will see that if you can do this, if you can get down on the ground cross-legged, and you can then stand up without touching the ground with your hands, you are doing fabulously well with regard to functional age. And I do have patients in their 70s and in their 80s who can do this, absolutely, and actually one in his 90s who can do this, no problem whatsoever. It's only because they have prepared their body for several years to do this. They have taken care of their body, and when they get hurt, they get treatment. So not to say that it's necessarily easy, but it is a goal to aspire to so that you can be able to get off the ground without using your hands. And that will be a test to see what things you need to work on as we go down the path with this podcast. So again, if you need to reach out to me, don't hesitate to contact me via the website affiliated with this podcast. That's 8minutestoageless.org. Look forward to hearing from you. 
In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we are done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.